0: What does Will I Am, Super Bowl 2011, You've Got Mail, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan classic movie from 1998, and Simon Sinek and Brene Brown have in common? They're all part of my November favorites file. I hope you enjoy.
1: Imagine how your life and business would look if both were aligned with your purpose. You would find clarity and confidence in decision making set boundaries to keep you focused, and take intentional actions which move you closer to achieving personal and professional goals. Your host, Amy Austin, is a successful entrepreneur, coach, speaker, and brand strategist. With marketing and branding experience spanning over 20 years for service industries, such as healthcare, software, and entertainment, Amy guides you and your business towards uncovering your purpose and the true foundation of your brand, and brings it to life in marketing strategies that educate, engage and empower the pursuit of purpose explores how to put your unique purpose to work building an authentic and successful service-driven brand each week amy will bring you practical advice to help you live your life and grow your business with purpose
0: it's time for the november favorites file can you believe it's already november my podcast has been out almost six months now which is crazy because it's Thanksgiving week, I just have a couple of things that I wanted to share with you as part of the favorites for the month. One of them is I found a new podcast. I know, imagine that, right? The title of it is Masters of Scale, and it's hosted by Reed Hoffman, and he is the founder of LinkedIn. The first one that I listened to, though, was an interview with Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas. So I like the Black Eyed Peas. I, th- I enjoy their music. I have seen a number of interviews with Will Iam and I've always been impressed by the depth of his business acumen and his giving nature. I especially liked him when he was the guest celebrity on the show Songland. I really liked the encouraging words that he shared with the with the songwriters and the help that he gave to them to make their songs better and more in line with what the Black Eyed Peas would produce. And I especially like the fact that I think he ended up offering to record all three of the finalist songs, which I thought was very generous of him to do, and they all seemed to really learn a lot from him. So I was really interested when the first episode of this Masters of Scale podcast happened to be, or the first episode that I found, happened to be an interview with him. And the title of it was Make It Epic. And when you think about everything that the Black Eyed Peas do, it's always a bit on that epic scale just to give you an idea of how will i am is always looking for opportunities to move something from ordinary or average to epic or how to compound the opportunity the first example that they shared was from the super bowl of 2011 at the time will i am was partnering with salesforce to promote their app called Chatter which I don't know anything at all about it I don't even know if it still exists. He started looking for opportunities to bring in that collaboration into the halftime show. So in discussions with the CEO of of Salesforce he said, "Have you ever bought a Super Bowl ad?" And the Salesforce CEO replied back to him, "You know, we've thought about it but we've not ever done it." And so Will I am decided to call up Fox who was airing the Super Bowl and say, Hey, I'd like to buy some time. And they told him that it was all sold out. And he said, Well, what if I give you back a minute and 30 seconds of the halftime show, then you now have more time available to be able to sell. And it took some convincing and they did it. And Salesforce bought it. And then Salesforce and the Black Eyed Peas created a commercial that had an animated will I am coming onto the screen and walking out onto the stage of the halftime show that synced perfectly with him coming onto the stage for the halftime show live. And I believe if I understood it correctly, they actually bookended the show with a Salesforce ad at the beginning and at the end. I didn't see that and when I looked it up on YouTube, that ad wasn't part of the YouTube video of the overall performance. But that's one way where he leveraged his partnerships to be able to lift them up at an opportunity when the Black Eyed Peas were going to be getting a significant amount of attention. The next thing that he did was in thinking about how can I further leverage this opportunity with the Super Bowl. He is a co-founder of Beats. And so he asked Fox, he said, I want to put, I want to put the Black Eyed Peas logo on the field. And they said, no, we don't allow logos on the field. His response back was, well, what about the Rolling Stones? You let them put the lips on the field, and that's really their logo. And Prince and his a symbol, that's a logo. And finally, he came up with an avenue where he presented, as part of the show, he would write the word love on the field. and But that word only appears after nine minutes of the show. Up until that point, the stage, which makes up primarily the O of the word love, and then a line coming out from the side, which is a side stage coming out from the side of it. When you look at that, it's the B of the Beats logo. And Fox agreed. Now, whether or not they realized that they were agreeing to let him put a logo on the field or not, I don't know. But then as he choreographed the entire show, he had people in lighted costumes forming arrows on the field and pointing to that letter B. And if you recall, one of their songs talks about having their beats on. And so he magically or very strategically created an ad for one of his products within the Super Bowl show. Now, the episode, like I said, is about an hour long, and it goes on to talk about a number of other ways in which Will Am has turned opportunities into something much more epic than what it was. That's classic. And I, I encourage you to think about when you have opportunities presenting itself to you, whether it's a sponsorship opportunity, whether it's an opportunity to provide a gift bag to someone or to a group of people, or having your logo put on something, think about what other ways can you leverage it? And it may not necessarily mean be in a way that is truly leveraging as an opportunity for you and your own brand, but maybe it's ways to be able to bring other brands that you partner with into the fold and create a bigger presence for them because the goodwill and the association for them with you is going to lift you up as well. I really encourage you to take a listen to this interview. It's really interesting. It talks a lot about how he grew up, how the Black Eyed Peas came to be who they are, how they use, you know, a formula that he created or that he found that was similar in other successful songs that he now leverages into how all of the Black Eyed Peas music is written. And they've seen exponential success since they started incorporating that formula into it as well. Think about how can you make things bigger than what they are? How can you compound the opportunity for you, for those around you, and for your brand? Another episode of the Masters of Scale podcast that I've listened to is an interview with Sarah Blakely, where she talks about how she started Spanx and how she put herself in the mindset of just being open to new ideas and be really focused on that and how that helped her realize that Spanx was a good idea when she came up with the idea. I'll put links to both of these episodes in the show notes, so be sure and check that out. I recently watched You've Got Mail with my daughter, and I was struck by how much things have changed in business, but yet how much has remained the same. Kathleen Kelly, who's played by Meg Ryan, owns the shop around the corner which is a small locally owned bookstore in New York City and Fox Books decides to build a huge mega store around the corner and that hurts her business to the point where she has to close her business. That's just the conduit to bring Kathleen Kelly and Joe Fox, Tom Hanks together. But as I was watching it this weekend I was struck by some similarities of things that I have been reading in Simon Sinek's The Infinite Game and the way Fox Books operates, which was bigger is better, profits over quality, as opposed to Kathleen Kelly's approach to business, which was provide top-notch customer service and customer experience, bring the most quality books to the children who want to read them orchestrate a customer experience unlike any other. And then I was reminded of a section of the book that I had just read, like hours before I watched it, which is in the chapter about trusting teams. This particular section is talking about the importance of having trust amongst team members in order to be able to succeed. And a couple of quotes that really stuck out to me are, in order for the feeling of trust to develop, We have to feel safe expressing ourselves first. We have to feel safe being vulnerable. That's right, vulnerable. Just reading the word makes some people squirm in their seats. Simon then goes on to quote Brene Brown related to trust, and she said, Trust is the stacking and layering of small moments and reciprocal vulnerability over time. And this is from her book, Dare to Lead. Trust and vulnerability grow together, and to betray one is to destroy both. So in this section of the book, he's using the example of a team that works on a huge oil rig, and it's specifically the URSA crew. And their leader heard about some work that a woman was doing on building trusting teams and being vulnerable, And he knew that because of the high danger value of work that they were doing, that he needed to do something to bring his crew around to being a a more trusting team. And they resisted for a while. But when he got them going, the things that happened were pretty astounding. When the URSA crew discovered it is more psychologically safe, they felt around each other, the better the information flowed. When you trust your team, you communicate better. And through these trust building techniques, it contributed to an 84% overall decline in accidents company wide. That's pretty remarkable. The conversation in the movie that really drew this connection for me is the scene where Joe Fox is talking to Kathleen Kelly right after her store is closed. She's fighting a horrible cold, and he's come and brought her flowers. And they're having a conversation about the fact that her store is closed. And she said, I have a friend who would tell me not to take this personally. And Joe Fox says, yeah, you shouldn't take it personally. And her response back was, but you need to remember it's personal for me. It's not personal for the for Fox books. It's not a personal thing for them. It's just business for them. But for me, it is personal. And what that spoke to me was all of that that I just said about the vulnerability and the trust of teams and the importance of having that in business. and remembering that even though business, big or small, is business, it's still personal. Just a couple of reminders, the registration for the Pursuit of Purpose retreat, which will be held on January 23rd, opens on December 1st. So there'll be a link in the show notes for that. And be watching for some great guests I've got scheduled. I've done interviews recently with Sarah Elkins, who's a communications coach. As well as with James Mayhew, who is a business consultant who focuses in on the idea of busyness in our our workday and how we can overcome that. And I'm also doing an interview with Joey Coleman, who is the author of Never Lose a Customer Again and how the first 100 days of a relationship is vitally important to customer retention. And I'm excited for that conversation. He's the one who I quote frequently when I say that customer experience is proactive and customer service is reactive. Be sure and check out the show notes for additional information and resources that I quoted in this episode. I'll be attaching links to the podcasts and the books that I cited, as well as maybe to try and find a clip from the movie You've Got Mail as a little fun bit to remind us how good that movie is. And it's 20 years old now. It's actually 21 years old. Other than that, have a great week.
1: This has been the Pursuit of Purpose podcast presented by Austin Marketing. For show notes, links, and more, go to www.amyaustinmarketing.com. You can subscribe to the show and leave a rating review on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks for listening.